Welcome back to another episode of the education, Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our two new partners, uh, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Both of these organizations uh, advance the interests of uh, women coaches, women administrators, and they're organizations that you should be involved with and support. Uh, for more information about We Coach, go to wecoachsports.org. You'll see all the resources uh, that are available to you and your coaching staff. And for the global community, go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org. Again, these are two great organizations for uh, our profession, uh, particularly advancing the interest of, of women coaches, women administrators. Now, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my school, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the surveys that came back were almost always over-the-top positive. And they'll, they'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they'd share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never done a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets online. They'll teach you how to scan the attendees that come to the game so you can collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager working with you with hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com. And they'll also show you how you can sell digital tickets for all kinds of events like school dances, uh, theater and music productions, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like uh, attendance and communication and even help with their own certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And with Final Forms, your data is secure. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and see what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com 
and mention the podcast. Use the code ADPOD10, that's A-D-P-O-D-1-0, and get 10% off. Start creating custom branded content for your school social media channels. Go to Gipper.com and get started today. We also want to thank Huddle. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams across 40 different sports are using Huddle to help their teams and their athletes play better using video and analytics. Okay. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there was so much more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from clubs and youth teams all the way through high school, colleges, and pros. Huddle is a complete solution providing professional-grade analysis. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their experts. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Go to huddle.com and get started today. We also want to thank SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can help you get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no selling products or managing lists. Our coaches use SnapRaise and it was just fantastic. As an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I didn't have to be involved. There's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. And what's more important, it works. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and you can put the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference to work for your school. Go to SnapRaise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using their platform. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all your teams, for all your sports, or a unique way for your Hall of Fame to be accessed by students and visitors, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame to get started. Their touchscreen consoles and library of templates will help you recognize uh, the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Okay? You can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com or go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vital signs, wall of fame, 
www.thepowerofpositivity.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. One of the things that we like to do with the podcast is help aspiring ADs uh, remove that aspiring and actually enter the profession. And we've got a great guest today. Our guest is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator and aspiring AD. She's also an athletic trainer and has a, a broad background in that. And uh, hopefully uh, some of our listeners will include some administrators at schools and uh, they'll reach out to Kate, uh, which I would certainly recommend. So uh, uh, Kate's also from the Boston area. Uh, and uh, let's go and get started. Kate Doherty, welcome to hey. the podcast. Jake, thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. I'm pretty excited. Well, we're glad to have you on. Again, we, we've had a number of aspiring ADs on in the past, and uh, I think we've got a pretty good track record of, of helping them get uh, settled at a great school. So let's go and get started. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that Kate Doherty uh, bio in about four minutes. Uh, <laughs> take us up through, um, you know, maybe uh, college graduation. And we'll take a break and then we'll come back and hear more about your career. So uh, what's the Kate Doherty? origin story? Uh, Kate Kate was a tomboy growing up, and Kate played a lot of sports, uh, did the whole tag football thing with the, the boys in the backyard, um, ended up being uh, your typical three-season athlete back in the day, the soccer, basketball, softball. Um, they didn't offer lacrosse at my high school when I went, ironically, so um, did that. I, I loved I loved the sports that I was in. Um, I had a great relationship with a lot of coaches um, in my time. And um, I, I just, it, it fueled me. It actually made me a better student. Um, I definitely became a better student because I was an athlete, because I became focused. And my coaches helped me with that too. They were like, you know, you wanna do great one thing, you gotta, you gotta try hard at something else. So I appreciated a lot of the advice that I got from them. Um, I actually ended up going to college first at the University of Miami. I decided I wanted to be a physical therapist. And um, I ended up rowing crew at UMiami. Uh, so I got some medals, you know, that, that we can show off every once in a while. Um, I also was a club soccer player. Um, academically, the program didn't work for me. The school was just way too big. Um, I just, I was just lost. And I was just one of those people that just needed a little bit more attention and smaller classrooms. So I ended up coming back home, reset my gears, um, and I decided, you know, AT was really what I wanted. I just wasn't smart enough to know the difference back then of what the difference between the two professions were. So I ended up um, going to Merrimack College. It was a fantastic choice. Um, I'm really happy with what I did there. Um, and I received a bachelor's degree in athletic training, sports medicine. Um, a lot of clinical hours, a lot of hands-on time, really changed how I looked at athletics. Um, it was fantastic. And then I, upon graduation, immediately started working in high schools as an athletic trainer um, right away. It was great. Um, I started with uh, a PT outreach company to a high school. Um, I was very dedicated to that high school for a long time. Um, and then, you know, the careers kind of change a little bit once the kids come into, uh, once the kids come into the mix. Um, but that's kind of how I started. It was the, the love of athletics um, and it carried me through college and it, and it also kind of sharpened where I really wanted to go as far as career and where I wanted to stay. Um, so 
um, that's that's the 411 on little me to big me, you know, <laughs> if that's enough. <laughs> you know, uh, we, uh, as I shared, uh, you and I were talking before we came on, uh, we've had a couple of um, athletic trainers on the podcast and even a couple of athletic director slash athletic trainer combinations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the for me as an athletic director, uh, I was very blessed with some really great trainers to work with. Uh, and I know how full of a plate that job is. When you first started working as an athletic trainer, um, you know, what was, uh, let's say, what was the level of support that you felt you got from your AD um, or that, that school? Um, you know, was it a, a good experience? Was it challenging? Uh, what were some of the things you remember? It was, it was well-intentioned, I think, but it was very, um, it was new. So they didn't really understand how much or little support. It was kind of an old school era. And, and I was come, I was the first full-timer there. They had really just had like a, a guy who would just kind of cover football games before me. And that was it. So to have someone actually in the room was a big change to them. And the fact that when the bell rang, there was someone in that room to service the kids um, was great. It was well-received. Um, but, you know, you just, you go through these little bumps and, and speed bumps along the way where, you know, coaches don't understand exactly what your role is. And they just, they expected you that you were just going to tape this kid up and throw him back out of the field and then come to understand that there was a little bit more to it. And, um, you know, so it's, it's learning and growing pains. I think it was good. Um, I definitely know my AD was very well-intentioned. I had a great relationship with him. Um, you know, if, if I could go back, I, I would like to, for both of us to work together longer. You know, he's retired um, and he was just a really nice guy. And it was great that he, he was very honest with me always. And I appreciated that too. Um, and I think, you know, the experience overall was good. I think, you know, every school you have, you know, depending on how large your program is, you can have anywhere from 30 to 70 coaches uh, in your team in your program and those are 70 different personalities so as difficult as it is for an ad to to work with each individual one of those personalities the athletic trainer has to do the same um so it is a lot but um you know it's like any other job you know you bite off as much as you can chew you do your best that day go home (laughs) you try again tomorrow oh no absolutely uh and again it's it's a way uh, to stay involved in athletics, you know, you know, beyond those days where we're hanging up our, uh, you know, our, our uniforms, our participatory <laughs> uniforms. Okay. All right. Very cool stuff. For our listeners, our guest today is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator, longtime athletic trainer, and aspiring AD. We're going to hear more, but let's take our first break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank SnapRaise for their support of the podcast. Go to SnapRaise.com and see how their fundraising platform can work for you. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no selling. There's no list management. There's no inventory. Uh, It's so easy to use. Our coaches use SnapRaise for years, and it was just wonderful. As an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I didn't have to be involved. Uh, As I said, there's no upfront cost. Your data is secure, and what's more important, it works. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and you can put the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference to work for your school. Go to SnapRaise.com and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise 
using snap rays. Um, again, our coaches used it and it was uh, just so efficient, so easy. Uh, the parents loved it. Um, go to snapraise.com, change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Again, our guest is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator and an, an aspiring AD, a uh, longtime athletic trainer. Let's go and talk about that. Uh, you know, take us through, you know, those years of working as an athletic trainer and, and maybe some of the moments that have led you to right now that uh, you're all in on your search for becoming uh, an athletic director. So share sure. that with us. Um, it did, it definitely started probably early on um, as an ET. And I think what initially the spark was, was that um, there was such a misunderstanding between the coaches and the athletic training role. Um, there, there wasn't any person to say, this is what they do. Um, and this is this is how they're going to infiltrate into the program. This is how they're going to work in the program. So it was kind of like me walking around trying to tell everyone this is what I'm supposed to do. And 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 my athletic director at the time was again fantastic. I would ask questions like, "Are you supposed to be doing this? Who's who's the person that should be handling this? Who should handle that?" Um, and he was fantastic. But that kind of made me think maybe maybe this needs to be started up a little bit higher in the chain. Maybe people that are up higher need to start being a better voice for the athletic trainers and saying, you know, this is what they've gone to school for. This is what they know. I understand you want to win the game, but, <laughs> you know, we think Junior might have a fracture, so he has to come out of the game and we have to listen to this person. So that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, I started, as the years grew by, I kept thinking, you know, watching the athletic directors that I was working with, being very perceptive of the things that they were doing. Um, I definitely would go back and forth and say, do I really want this on my plate? Do I really want to add this to what I'm already doing? Um, and in the end, it came down to, I really want students to have a great experience with sports. I really do. And that includes just as much of their physical health as their love for the game and their sportsmanship aspects. I think they're all equally important. Um, I think ATs are a little bit of an untapped market for the rising athletic directors because we do have a lot of resources. We historically work alone. We historically multitask. Um, we jump from team to team, knowing players by name, knowing them very personally. So we've already kind of got that ingrained in, in, our, in our head and that's how we've been kind of brought up to work. Um, but we do offer a little bit of a different perspective because we, we watch athletics from a different lens. Uh, we see things a little differently. Um, you know, everyone loves to win. Who doesn't love to win, right? You're, you're born loving to win, right? So I've always said, you know, I don't need to tell anybody how important winning is. They already know. Um, we already, everyone already knows. It's more of like, let's get past that. Let's go to the next step. Um, let's get past the winning and everything we need to do to enjoy this part of our lives. And winning is this positive byproduct that comes out of it. Um, and that's kind of what started in my head. And I said, okay, how, how can I do this? How can I get into this? And I just started Google searching and I was like, how to become an AD. And I found the NIAAA on a website and I just started reading everything on that website and uh, certifications. I was like, oh, what's, what's this? How do I become an RAA? Okay, started reading uh, and ended up taking courses uh, through like UMaine, I think online. Um, 
and did those courses. And I think, I think it's four now at the time it was three, but, um, you know, I already took the fourth course just as a, a nice good brush up. Um, and I, and I got my RA certification and right around shortly after that, I said, you know, this is fantastic, but it's not enough. Um, so I went and got my master's degree and I got an MBA with a uh, concentration in athletic administration. Um, because as much as I loved that RAA, I thought this, there was so much information and I needed to make sure that I understood it a little bit better. And the best way I could do that was to further my education and focus a little bit harder. Um, and, and both of those are, are fantastic sources that, that I use constantly. Um, I'm constantly on the R, I'm constantly on the NIAAA website. <laughs> you know, I did a lot of uh, those webinars you guys offered um, during COVID. They were super helpful. Definitely keeps people connected, engaged. Um, so the website is great. Um, you know, I would thoroughly encourage anyone to to look and 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 if you're interested in this, take a peek, read. You know, um, there's there's people that can help. There's people that can answer your questions, um, and there's people that will you know, kind of guide you through the process, which is really fantastic. Uh, there's not a lot of organizations that are that helpful. So I appreciate that. You know, um, I want to jump back to uh, one point that you mentioned early on about, you know, the uh, communication or maybe the lack of communication uh, within the athletic department. Um, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but one of the things that we did, the primarily the two schools that I was at in Florida during 20 years, uh, we were very intentional about um, what our athletic training uh, trainers and what the department was. And they met, um, you know, with the coaches, they met with the kids, they met with the parents and I was there too. And we just said, you know, this is basically this is how we roll. Uh, and, the, you know, the trainer was presenting uh, most of it, but I was there so everybody could see that, you know, yes, this is how we, you know, do management. This is how we do uh, return to play. Uh, this is how we do communication. Uh, and uh, I, I think our coaches ultimately appreciated it because they knew exactly, you know, where they stood, that the trainer's right. goal was to get the kids back in action safely. Uh, you know, parents understood the process, uh, you know, and not try to hamstring our trainer by taking their kid to the emergency room and they come <laughs> back with that note that says no activity for three weeks. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, again, I think you need to be intentional. And I'm really glad you gave, you know, a, a shout out to the NIAAA. We're going to take a little deeper dive uh, later in the podcast to that. But, you know, kudos to you for doing that research and that legwork and going out and getting that RAA, uh, you know, because that's not just something you fill out and get a certificate in the mail. No. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. So <laughs> yeah. thanks for sharing that. For our listeners, uh, our guest is Kate Doherty. She's a uh, athletic trainer, but she's also a registered athletic administrator. We're going to hear a little bit more about that, but let's take another quick break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Huddle. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Go to huddle.com and see how over 200,000 teams are using Huddle to help their athletes play better using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics but there's so much more. 
Once again, go to huddle.com and see their complete solution for professional grade analysis with all the different apps and features they can provide you. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. With over 6 million users, you can't go wrong. Go to huddle.com and see how they can help your program and how your school can become a Huddle school. That's huddle.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Again, our guest today is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator and aspiring AD. So if you're a principal, uh, you know, looking for a, uh, an athletic director, you, know, you need to get in touch with Kate. Um, Kate, we always like to let our guests um, share some of the mentors that they've had in their lives. None of us get to where we're at on our own. Um, and uh, the expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head. Uh, so do you have any voices that you still hear? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I would definitely say, and if she, and if she hears this, she's going to laugh and she's going to say, really? Uh, I'm going to say my, um, she was my little league coach and she was also the varsity soccer coach. Um, and she was the one that convinced my dad to say that kid needs to try soccer. Um, and that's Linda Rosa. And she, um, was just this fantastic mentor. Um, she was tough, but she was honest. She, you know, definitely was great at helping you with skills, but she could also read kids very well and just say, something's off today, you know? So, and, and she would address it. Um, even when we were in Little League, you know, she was like, what's going on? You okay? Okay, right. Um, so just watching her do that and think about situations that I've had in my life and go, Oh, yeah, I remember that time when Coach Rosa did this or Coach Rosa did that. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, the memories are fading a little bit. It was a while ago. Um, but uh, she was fantastic. Um, and uh, um, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, all the moments that I had with her and, and the team together. Um, I had a lot of great high school coaches. I really did. I was blessed with, with great high school coaches. Um, my college crew coach was definitely someone who was a totally different breed than what I was used to, but um, it was also a totally different sport um, and a little bit more of a, a commitment than what, you know, high school students are used to. You know, we did 6 a.m. weights three or four days a week, and we were on the river six days a week in the afternoon, and, um, you know, we traveled and, you know, went up to Georgia and went to Melbourne and, um, you know, nationals were in Virginia. So there was a lot more of a commitment and going into a sport that I knew nothing about, that was a bit of a whirlwind, but he, you know, he was a pretty decent compass. He was tough, he was really tough, but he was a great compass that would keep you on the right course. And again, you know, he could, you know, pick people out and say, something's wrong, something's off, what's going on, you know? And I appreciate when people can read that. It's a hard skill, you know, it's not something that can be mastered easily. It takes years to do that. Um, and the third mentor I'm gonna say is, um, ironically, there's a, a, a weird connection here because when I was in college doing my clinical rotations, I was assigned to a local high school. And that was that athletic director's first year at that high school. So I was working on, I was working at a, as a student, AT, under a certified athletic trainer. And then I met the athletic director and that was her first year. Um, so when I was literally a senior in high school, was when she started her, F, uh, excuse me, senior in college, 
was when she started her athletic director um, career at that school. And push that back to like 10 or 15 years later when I started becoming more serious about being an athletic director, I picked up the phone and called her and said, do you want an intern? <laughs> and she said, why? I said, she's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, no, I'll work for free. I really just want to learn. I'm so desperate to learn. Um, I'll, you know, I'll just work for free. These are the days that I can give you. Um, and she's like, okay, come on in. Uh, that was Pat Ruggiero. And Pat was fantastic because she didn't hold anything back about the position. It was, this is what you need to do with budgets. This is, this is what is so difficult about transportation. These are the things that you're going to have to remember when, um, you know, you have to make a difficult decision about field time and, and coaches and who's going to respond and how they're going to respond. So she was also very upfront. And, um, and I appreciate that. I think when people are learning, um, you have to be honest with them. You don't have to be cruel, but you have to be honest um, because they're never going to know how to fix what they're doing wrong if you don't tell them. Um, so those were some of the things that each of those three people had that um, I appreciated because I only got better when I was told what I did wrong. Um, if you think about it, if you don't tell people what they're doing wrong, they're just going to keep doing the same wrong thing over and over and over and over again. So um, those are probably the top three. You know, there's probably a much longer list, but, you know, we probably have a time sensitivity on this podcast, so we won't go through all my lists, but I would definitely say those are my top three people. No, and, and I love the variety of uh, experiences that have in, that you shared that have impacted you along the way, you know, from, you know, the youth coaches growing up, your high school coaches and, and people that you now have worked with. Uh, because, and you're right, you know, there's, there's an endless list of those people that have impacted, but thanks so much for sharing. Sure. Uh, for our listeners, our guest is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator, also a certified athletic trainer. We're going to hear some more, but uh, I'm going to take another break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Once again, go to gipper.com. Mention the podcast, uh, use the code ADPOD10, that's A-D-P-O-D-1-0, and get 10% off. Start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. Go to gipper.com. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Kate, um, we've already established you're a registered athletic administrator, which if you're listening and you're new to this whole thing, that's not just something you fill out a form and get a certificate back in the mail. Uh, to be an RAA, you have to complete uh, the three uh, initial uh, professional courses, uh, 501, 502, and 503 uh, through the NIAAA or through an NIAAA provider. Uh, I can still remember uh, when I was getting started, you know, with my uh, NIAAA experience, um, I took 501 in person and that really just, I use the expression, it was like drinking the Kool-Aid. I was hooked. Um, and I took, you know, the rest of the initial courses online, but at that point, 503 didn't exist. Uh, 502, um, you know, the manual for 501 
was maybe a quarter of an inch thick. Uh, at back in the day, 502, I'm not exaggerating, uh, the manual was like four inches thick. Yeah. And it, it eventually was split into, you know, 502 and 503, two separate courses. So, Kate, let's jump back. Uh, you already mentioned that, you know, you took the initiative to take those courses online. Um, what sticks out to you from the curriculum uh, that, you know, you could see from your experience working in athletics as a trainer, you know, yeah, this is really some important stuff. Um, there's so much content. I mean, there really is. And I think it, it highlights this position of athletic directors, how important it really is that it's not just getting kids on buses and getting officials to games. It's so much more than that. You really are the director of a major program um, that is involved in an educational institution. And I think you have to really take a step back and think about that, that this is a huge position. You are in charge of a large staff um, and an even larger student population. And um, it's a program. It's not just what you do in an afternoon. So you have to think about everything from safety, legal liability, um, your, your basic HR issues with your staff. And you also have to think if you're in a high school versus a college, your basic rules and state association rules. Uh, if you're in a college, you're dealing with NCAA rules. If you're at a high school, you're dealing with your NFHS and then your state organization rules. Um, and you have to know those. And then you have to make sure that your staff knows those or at least that they appreciate that they exist. Um, you know, so it's, it's a ton of content, it's a lot. And I think by going to the NIAAA and, and finding out all this information and just taking that first step and taking the course, um, I think it's a great way for people to realize if you're really built for this um, because it's a, it's a terrible thing to think that you're built for something, step into the role and then go, oops, <laughs> this, this is not for me. Um, and, and a lot of people could, could get hurt when you do poorly at something. So for me, it was a great kind of stepping stone, kind of dipping your toes in the water of saying, is this really something that, that I can handle? There's so much information out there. And it was, the first two courses were a lot. Um, and I've kept my binders, my massive binders, uh, and go back and kind of look at things and refresh and say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you know, when COVID happened and there was a lot of downtime for reading, yeah, I pulled out a binder, you know. Um, and the NIAAA was fantastic about holding all these webinars and these live Zoom meetings and people just chatting it out. And um, all of us were kind of in it together of how we were going to get through this this phase but also let's also use this time while we have it and educate each other on things that we may have forgotten about um there were so many free courses offered um so many free webinars um they were truly helpful like it was it was really phenomenal i was impressed um and so i think i, I did the 501 502 like you to get the raa and then maybe a few years later uh, now they've added three courses, so it's a 503, and I took that after the fact. Um, I think it was actually during COVID that I took 504. And I got to tell you, the legal course is a lot. It's it's a lot, and I I definitely think everyone should look at that course. It's very important. Um, there's a lot of content on there. There's a lot of great information on there about just things that we don't think about. Uh, whether you're a coach or a teacher or an athletic director of things that could happen every single day 
during an athletics program and that you really need to be aware that these things could happen, um, how to keep your staff and your, your athletes safe um, and how to proceed afterwards. If, if something you know, bad does happen, how, how do you recover? How do you get your staff back on board? How do you take care of your athletes and your team? Um, and again, that's, that's a course that I think quite a few of us could take two or three times because it's, it's a ton of information. Um, I, I really was blown away by the caseloads, uh, the law that is discussed, the legality, the decision-making that's discussed, how many players are involved or, um, in, in these decisions. You know, when you think of your educational institution, and again, if you're at a high school, it's your principals and your superintendents. If you're at college, you know, obviously the bowl gets much bigger for decision makers, but um, I, I was really happy that I found it. And, and I do think that it's something that is, is helpful to people. I think um, a lot of people today or younger people that want to be an athletic director, I think they're going and getting this uh, typical sports management degree, which is fantastic. Um, but if that degree doesn't include some of the content that's from the NIAAA, um, then you really should take a peek. Um, I really think it's it's a phenomenal thing. Um, I'm grateful for it. Um, you know, I'm going to keep going. Uh, I was lucky enough to reach out to our state rep um, and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be an athletic director, but I only have these two courses. How can I learn more? What's the best way for me to do this? And my state rep was fantastic. And he said, you know, I, I can make you a membership of this status. So you can be on the AAA website. Uh, you can use the content and then you can actually go in and there's a whole platform for education that you can use inside. Uh, there's a news feed where you can talk to other ADs, um, just like a social media, you can become friends with other ADs and have chats and messages and, um, you know, it's, it's a nice little AD world that you got there. So um, I'm grateful for it. I hope mo most more people find out about it and use it. Um, I think it's a great tool for people to communicate and um, learn best practices, you know, find out what works. You know, if you're struggling to just fundraise and you, you're hitting a wall and you can't think of anything, log on. I am sure there's a blog post <laughs> that you can ask a question. There's an article already written. So I think it's a great idea. So I hope people reach out to that. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I appreciate you giving the uh, NIAAA a shout out like that and your state association. So kudos to uh, you know the Massachusetts Association too. Very neat stuff. For listeners, our guest today is Kate Doherty. She's a registered athletic administrator, also a certified athletic trainer and an aspiring AD. Uh, we're going to hear some more, but let's take another break. I know that's a shock to our regular listeners. We're going to take a commercial break, but please stay with us. This is the <laughs> Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with having an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance, and they can even help with coaches' certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. 
To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll show you how to set up your system to sell tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and how to collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to sell tickets for all kinds of events like school dances or theater performances, music concerts, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Kate, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. And you're certainly no rookie to the athletic experience. So what are some things that you've seen in your experience uh, that you, you can look at and say, boy, that's a really great idea. Maybe even things that you would put into play when you become an athletic director. Uh, do you have any best practices you can share? Uh, so one of the benefits of being an AT is that we seem to be a fly on the wall for everything. Uh, a lot of people don't notice that we're there. So if you're, if you're smart enough and you're perceptive enough, you can learn a lot by what's going on around you. Um, one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that it's really important to create a, a tribe. Um, a good solid tribe of people that, that you can count on. Um, I've always um, followed my husband's advice, believe it or not, for this one thing was wherever he worked, he said he always made sure he knew exactly who the custodian of the cleaning people were and introduced himself um, because they truly are some of the most powerful people at, a, at an organization. Um, and always find a support person um, that's smarter than you, like a secretary and office manager, because they are also, um, they're pretty knowledgeable about what they do and the lay of the land. Um, and for an AD, I would probably say the third person in that trifecta would be make friends with the athletic trainer um, because they are the fly on the wall that are watching these things all the time, um, but they just don't have um, you know, the static that, that an AD has because an AD is thinking about 30 other things and the athletic trainer is not. We're thinking about something totally different, but we have the time to look at the layout of field and watch where people are standing. And hmm, that's interesting. Why is that person over there doing that? Um, I spend a lot of time doing that when you have downtime. Um, but a, a great best practice that I use is um, I talk to the kids and that does come from being an athletic trainer, but I would encourage anyone who's going to be an athletic director that you really do need to just continue to talk to your athletes and you need to have a connection with them you need to see them, uh, you need to engage with them, um, and you need to listen to them because ultimately this program exists for them. That's why we're doing this. We're, you know, we're doing this so that kids can have a great athletic experience at whatever institution you're at. So um, if you're not talking to your kids, they're basically your clients. Uh, if you're not talking to them and asking them what they need to be more successful, then the program is going to fail and ultimately you will fail as well. Um, so I definitely am a big proponent of talking to your athletes as much as you possibly can. 
Now, we, we've been doing these interviews for a long time. And as you probably know, and our listeners know, uh, our best practices, toolbox suggestions have gone into uh, our two books, The Athletic mm-hmm. Director's Toolbox. And those connections that you talk about, you know, with the custodian, the athletic secretary, and the athletic trainer, you know, those are uh, high on the list of <laughs> toolbox tools, along with the, establishing those relationships. So, uh uh, if I was that principal and I was looking for an athletic director, Kate, I'd be calling you up right now. So uh, <laughs> hopefully our listeners, uh, you know, there's somebody out there that's looking for an AD because uh, you definitely, you've got your finger on the pulse. Very good stuff. Well, thanks, Jake. I appreciate that. Uh, again, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Kate Doherty, registered athletic administrator, athletic trainer, and aspiring AD. We're going to take a break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your sports and a neat way to display your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got an entire collection of touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to help you honor and recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Kate, one of the questions we've been asking our athletic director guests almost since the start of the show has to do with this idea of toughness. Now, you know, people will say resilience, and uh, to me, they're just wimping out, okay? You know, toughness. You know, uh, (laughs) toughness is important uh, in sports, and it's important in life. So here's my question. How can we help a kid develop toughness while also being aware of the very real challenges that uh, a Generation Z kid is experiencing that I never had to go through back right. when I was in high school. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that, that kids are going through today that, that I didn't have to go through, that you didn't have to go through. Um, I think when we talk about toughness, in my mind, I break it down into kind of two. I break it into a, a mentally tough and a physically tough. Um, I think the physicality comes from you know, athletic trainers and you see kids that, you know, get, get a, a paper cut and they want to come out of the game and you have other kids that, you know, they fractured their ankle and they're saying, no, no, I'm fine. So we get to see this broad spectrum of what physical toughness is. Um, I think some, some tenured senior athletic trainers have probably used this phrase before when, when a kid comes out of the game is you say, are you hurt or are you injured? Um, that works really well with an older class, probably like a junior in high school and up. Um, it doesn't work really well when you go younger than that. Um, you know, freshman, sophomore, and high school kids have a hard time with that, and they're just going to say they're injured anyway. And you certainly can't say that question to youth kids because they are all injured. Every single one of them, you know, uh, is injured. So I think it's a good thing first to kind of establish that, and that it's okay to be injured, and and being injured hurts. And it really does. Um, but that doesn't mean that you as a person are no longer tough. It's just this happened to you. 
Um, and you're gonna you're gonna deal with it. And you're gonna listen to the people, the doctors, and everyone who tell you what to do, and you're gonna get through it. Um, and I think that that's the important thing is to to let them know that they're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. The mental toughness, I think, this starts at a much much younger age. Um, I think we really need to do a better job at teaching our kids how to fail, uh, and we don't do that very well. We need to just say, listen, you're you know. I, there's that, that old saying that says in a, what is it like in an average baseball game, every single team is going to win 50 games and they're all going to lose 50 games, but it's what they do with the other 50 games that really makes a difference in their season. So if you tell someone that a major league baseball player is going to lose at least 50 games an entire year, but the best of the best still lose. You have to like teach these kids that losing it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. you got to let it roll off your back. You got to be able to move forward. Um, you can't just sit there and think about the loss. You have to think about what can I do better next time? What did I do wrong? How can I improve? Um, and just move forward. And it's tough, but I think if we start a little bit younger um, and just teach them about the failure, that this is okay, this is part of life, we're all gonna fail. Um, it's how you really bounce back and how you get up that really is what matters. Then I think we'll all be a little bit more successful. Um, I don't know where it went wrong. <laughs> I have no idea where, where we went wrong and where all of a sudden we became so bad at this. Um, I don't know if it was my generation. I don't know if it was a generation after me, uh, but somewhere we kind of veered off course a little bit. So, um, we, we have to talk about losing. We have to talk about failure and we have to say it's okay and just keep going. Um, and don't give up either. Just keep going. Just keep trying. You're going to get better. The good things are going to happen, but you got to push through it. You just got to do it. You saw me uh, <laughs> chuckling uh, when you first started out there. Uh, that was my exact speech, uh, let's say, years ago. As a football coach, uh, are you hurt or are you injured? <laughs> um, you know, if you're injured, we'll take you out of the game right away. If you're mm -hmm. hurt, uh, and again, it will date me everybody hurts. Yeah. And, uh, I had two young assistant coaches on the sideline, uh, who would start humming or singing that, uh, uh, REM song, you know, everybody <laughs> hurts. And just so, but again, we, we took great care of our students. It was just that, you know, trying to get them to, to focus and maybe tell us, okay, you know, right. what is the injury? What's the condition? Of course, we, we would never send anyone back out there um, no. unless they were ready to go. Very good right. stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Again, uh, we're visiting with Kate Doherty, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. <clears throat> we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. They not only create revenue for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Kate, another one of our original questions has to do with this idea of social awareness. And I know that's a big umbrella, but how can an athletic director 
do a better job of being socially aware for their stakeholders? Um, yeah, this is this is big. This is um, this has definitely changed drastically in the last couple of years. Um, I think one of the things that I was I think about when I think of socially aware is first of all just your your basic social media, right? I think if if as an athletic director, if you know or at least are aware of the technology that your students are using and how they communicate, um, then you can at least better understand where their sociability is as far as um, you know, how they communicate with their teammates, um, how they interact, are they aware themselves of, of situations that are going on or are they just kind of screen driven and they just text everybody? Um, I still think having a good old fashioned face-to-face -face conversation really is worth its weight in gold. I think you'd be surprised at how many of these kids really just wanna look somebody in the eye and talk to them once in a while. I think they get tired of the screens too. Um, from a more maybe like a, a diversifying kind of perspective, I would say majority of high schools these days have um, diversity and inclusion clubs. You know, they'll have directors, they'll have programs. There's spectrum and LGBTQ programs in almost any high school. Um, there's all these different diverse programs. And, you know, as an athletic director, you're sure your schedule is, is tight. There's not a lot of wiggle room in there, but I, I would say that knowing who these directors are, who the teachers are that run these programs, um, even touching base with them once in a great while, or finding out if there's a meeting that you could pop your head into, even if it's only for 15 minutes. Um, just that 15 minutes of having a different perspective of maybe what some of the other students are really going through, um, I think I think it helps. You know, I know that you know I've seen so many athletic directors. You know, it's just it's a tough day. There's so much to do. And you, you can get your head down into a schedule for hours and not bring your head back up. Um, but it's a good kind of reminder to say, hey, I have to pick my head up too. And I have to look at these people that I work with and I have to go walk around the school. And if there's a Spectre meeting going on somewhere, maybe I'm gonna pop my head in there and just say hi to everybody and, and just find out how they're doing, how they're feeling. Um, I think that goes a long way. And it goes a long way with your sociability with your students as well, that you're not just on a single track of just caring about athletics, that you care about the entire educational institution and that you know it is one big massive institution that has to work cohesively. Um, it may not be available at every school, but if it is, you know, I, I'd say try it. If it's not, maybe you're the person that starts it. If you wanna put something else on your plate, <laughs> just you know, give it a try. Yeah, it goes back uh, again to what you shared earlier about building those relationships and, and being seen, uh, you know, not just being that person behind the desk, you know, very, so very important. Okay. Again, yeah. I think you're going to make a great AD. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. We're not there yet. We're getting there. We're trying. Okay. This has been really cool uh, visiting with you and getting to know you, um, but we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always wrap up with our athletic director toolbox and uh, you're certainly no stranger to the world of athletics and uh, we're going to take a break and hear from athletic surveys by lifetrack who sponsor our ad toolbox segment but when we come back i'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first ad job but i'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox so uh, when we come back we're going to find out what uh, aspiring athletic director kate doherty is gonna put into her new AD toolbox. Please stay with us.
We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys for just about everything at my schools, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that we got back was almost always over-the-top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit, and many times they'd share a small problem that you could address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it, because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never given your parents or your student-athletes a survey to take the pulse, you're really missing out. Go to athletic. Uh, surveys.com or shoot them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone. It's uh, toolbox time. We've been visiting with Kate Doherty, an aspiring athletic director from Massachusetts, um, also a longtime athletic trainer. So she's no stranger to the world of athletics. So Kate, uh, you're getting ready to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three <laughs> tools are going to go in Kate Doherty's athletic director toolbox? All right. Um, so the first one's going to be a tangible item. It's going to be a multi-tool. And if you don't know, if anyone doesn't know what a multi-tool is, it is, uh, you know, it's a set of pliers that also has six or seven other tools folded into it. You know, it's got the Phillips head screwdriver, the flathead screwdriver, it's got a knife, I think it's got a bottle opener, it's got, you know, a couple of other dials and switches in there, um, it might have a drill bit, it all depends on the size you get, but you will always need a tool, always, there's always something that needs to be fixed, tightened, loosened, taken off, put back on, and usually in a short amount of time, so if you had that, instead of waiting for someone else to come and bring it, um, you could get the job done pretty quickly. There's always something. Um, so I'd say I'm gonna give the multi-tool first. Um, the second thing I'm gonna give, um, it's kind of funny because this is, this is totally my personality, is I'm gonna give you a bag of snacks um, because there are gonna be days when you're not gonna have lunch and there might be days when you don't even have dinner. Um, and that's something that I've learned from, from my past uh, experience as an athletic trainer is that sometimes you just don't get to eat. You have these days. So you've got to have some snacks. You've got to have something that you can carry that's going to you know, get you through the day if you happen to miss a major meal. Because you, you know, there isn't just always going to be a sub shop around the corner. Or maybe the snack shop's not open for your soccer game. Or, um, so you're just going to have to have that backup. You need the backup. Um, we'll put some healthy snacks in there, but we're also going to put some candy in there because, you know, I'm, I'm not a jerk, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put some Reese's peanut butter cups in there and I'll probably put some lollipops in there for the sugar people. Um, but the last thing I'm going to put in there isn't tangible. Um, that's just going to be patience. Um, I think that in order to really succeed at this, you, you have to have patience and not just with people but with yourself, you need to be able to give yourself the space to, to learn and you need to give yourself the space to make mistakes and you need to have patience doing that. And so you need to have patience with yourself. You need to have them, you have patience with your students. You need to have patience with your parents. 
Um, and, you know, you need to have patience with your staff and, you know, just everyone just sometimes needs to take a deep breath and take a step back and we'll figure it out together. Um, that's probably the three, three things uh, that I give. Patience is pretty important. <laughs> it takes up a lot of the, a lot of the toolkit in there. <clears throat> Now, the, uh, the, the multi-tool is spoken like a true athletic <laughs> trainer, but you're absolutely right. You know, as you're walking around campus, you know, these things pop up and just having that, you know, on your belt or, or, or wherever um, it, it yeah. is so critical. And uh, I, I love the patience. That's a tool that I uh, uh, learned how to use way too late in my athletic career. So I appreciate you sharing. We didn't do this earlier. <laughs> so shame on me. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, find out more about Kate Doherty, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Certainly uh, reach out a, a request and uh, I'll be happy to, to chat some things out. Um, you know, I, I love to debate and I love to chat things out. It helps me um, think of things from other perspectives. So by all means, um, you know, if, if I... Um, have given an answer today that someone didn't appreciate and they want to chat it out, I'll chat it out. Um, you know, maybe I didn't think of something that someone else did. And if someone definitely wants to pick my brain, absolutely give a shout out. I like to chat things out. It, it definitely, I think helps um, a lot of us think from other perspectives. So I'm all for it. Well, we appreciate you sharing uh, today on the podcast and all the best uh, moving forward in your job search. Again, Kate can be found on LinkedIn. Uh, that's how we met. Uh, so um, principals or hiring coordinators, you know, reach out. Uh, I think you've got a great candidate here. So Kate, all the best moving forward. And thanks again for being on the podcast. Jake, thanks. This was, a, this was fantastic. I had a great time and I appreciate you calling me. Okay. Well, definitely keep us posted and, and let me know if there's anything that I can do. do. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for another episode of The Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of The Educational AD Podcast. Again, we want to give a shout out to our partners, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Two great organizations. You really need to get involved with them. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on The Educational AD Podcast.